this time when you're alone or single or lonely or reminiscing on an old relationship or whatever it is like as difficult as as it is like do not wish away this time of solitude because in this solidarity is where your growth is going to happen and this is where like change is going to happen and you you've got yourself and that's it and that is like where the growth happens and hopefully preparing yourself to be a complete person for when that partner does come along that you're you know looking for but this like time of solitude i think is really important so don't wish it away this is the confident collective podcast with your hosts christina zias and rayanne langus two plus size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing motivated and inspired Hey everybody, welcome back to the Confident Collective Podcast. It's Rayanne. And Christina. We are chatting from two totally different coasts, which is like so weird to see you on the screen. But also I haven't had to get used to it because this is going to be us for the next for the foreseeable future, right? For three what well, like three months. <laughs> so crazy. Oh my God. That's so crazy. Well, how is how is the East Coast, New York? How is it? Oh my gosh, it's so fun. Um, we've been out here for like a little bit over a week so far. We are like in, hanging out with family. And then Steve and I spent like a couple of days in the city, which is awesome because we haven't done that in like years, like just the two of us in yeah. the city. And it was like the perfect combination of work because I had like four or five meetings, which was really productive. Um, and then we saw some friends and then like we just hung out and like, and I was trying to think about what we did. And I was like, I feel like all we did was eat and drink and walk around and bike around. And it was perfect. That's so fun. It was so nice. And also when we landed in New York, dude, I was like, what the fuck? Why is it winter right now? It was so cold and rainy for like the first day and a half. And then the past three days have been gorgeous. Perfection. So gorgeous. Like every single day we were in the city was so gorgeous. We biked everywhere. It was so fun. I so, loved it. So is this it was such a good time? Is this week uh, moving to the East Coast week? No, I don't think so. Actually, which Whoa. is really interesting. Whoa. I know. I will say I hung out with a lot of people, and I feel like people were not selling New York for me the way they used to. I feel like are you are have the people you've been talking to been there for a few years and are you like getting older? They've been there. They a lot of them left during the pandemic and came back. And I feel like a lot of them are just over it or just like, I yeah, see. I like it, but it's not forever. Like a lot of people kept saying that or a lot of people were like, um, I think I like it like 70% of the time and then hate it 30% of the time. And like actually it's probably more 50, 50. And I was like, wow, a lot of it, like to the point where like, I was like, this is like not like a very positive reaction. Um, and obviously we wouldn't be moving to New York city because although sometimes I like fantasize about that I have for sure realized that is absolutely not where I want to be with the child yeah that would be hard with the child so hard um and I think that everyone I think everyone's just been complaining so much about the weather honestly probably well I bet I wonder if you went back at the end of summer how what people would be saying (laughs) totally but then again so many people are like oh I cannot wait to get out of here this summer Interesting. So it's been weird, actually. I mean, we had an amazing time, but I don't feel as much of a desire to be like, oh yeah, we have to move back here. Right. Just very interesting. It's the first time I felt like that in a long time, but we, yeah, just happy to visit right now. 
Well, I'm glad you guys are having an amazing time. That's always fun to go back and spend time with family and eat really good food. I mean, like, sign me up. Really good food. Um, what have you been up to? Oh, my gosh. I mean, to be honest with you, I've been in like a, I've been in like a not great place. <laughs> um, I know. I know. That makes me yeah. so sad. Um. Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's okay. I mean, these things come in like seasons. Um, Do you feel like you've been better? Like you feel a bit better than earlier this week or no? It's so crazy because I was going to tell you. So I was going to be like, Oh, I def- like this past weekend was really, bad. really hard, really bad. Yeah. Probably like the darkest place I've been in in a long time. And um, I'm going to try not to cry on this. <laughs> um, you can cry. It's okay. Um, I think I've cried on every episode. <laughs> I think you cried. Yeah, I've got to catch up to you. I really yeah, got to catch up exactly. to you. Like on our like, we need exactly. to start like a cry counter, and I've got to catch up. <laughs> um, yeah, this weekend was really hard. Um, I've been like trying to decide what I want to share, and I think I'll share more in time. But um, I'm just like processing how I'm feeling, and um, yeah, I think it really comes down to like. I mean, I am feeling better, but like, I was like thinking, I was like, oh yeah, the last few days have been hard. I'm like, wait, shoot, it's been like a week. Like I've just been in a fog when you get into these Mm -hmm. like times of when you're struggling with something, I just feel like I'm like in a fog and it's like hard for me to be productive and it's hard for me. And like, I just like cry and I'm just like, it's, um, and I've been like thinking about it because I've been a little frustrated. So it's kind of to do with like someone from my past and just like dealing with heartbreak. And the thing I like keep coming to that I feel like I want to like tell people is that like heartbreak isn't like a linear thing or recovering from heartbreak. It's not like, I think similar to like grief, you're going to kind of have like, I don't know if I want to use the word relapse, but these times where you like are going to feel like you're back in that place again. Um, (laughs) Oh my God. Um, and I've just been in that this past week, you know, in that place. And I'm just wondering, like, you know, it's, it's frustrating. It's like, when is something, when is your life not going to surround this person that used to be such a big part of your life and they're not there anymore? Um, and I think someone asked me on, I did like a Q and a, and someone asked me, they were like, how do you, how do you like, get over someone who you still love, but you don't think you're supposed to be with. And I Mm -hmm. think that is like one of the most difficult things to do because I think you can so deeply love someone and not be meant to be with them, at least maybe right now or maybe never. And Mm -hmm. that's like a really, really hard thing. Um, A really hard thing that I've just been struggling with. Um, And I was like doing well. And then, just kind (laughs) of went back into this slump. Um, And it's just crazy how someone can be with you for a season of your life, but when they leave, how that can still just leave this ripple effect for honestly, at this point years. Um, So, I mean, I'll just keep it real, but it's been, yeah, just a struggle this past week. So, if anyone else is like going through like heartbreak or just trying to fucking get over someone, like I feel, yeah. And I wish I had, (laughs) 
answers. Maybe in like a couple weeks after I like eat, pray, love the shit out of Europe, I'll have some more wisdom to share with everybody. But uh, right now I'm just saying like, I see you and I feel you and, um, it fucking sucks, but we will get through this. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's interesting because I feel like a lot of people don't talk about heartbreak enough and especially like on social media in general you just see people being like fuck that you know you deserve deserve better like move on like live your life blah 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 but like no sometimes you have to like sit in that sadness and accept how you're feeling and like no obviously like there's brighter days ahead but it's okay to be sad in the moment and it's okay to it's okay because a lot of times when you're with someone you expect to be with them forever right yeah and if you're not that that's hard to sometimes process whether you know it's for the right reasons or not. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, I, I was falling asleep the other night and I like just had this thought and I like sent myself this voice note that I think was like really important for me to remember. And I think other people too, it's like this time when you're alone or single or lonely or reminiscing on an old relationship or whatever it is, like as difficult as, as it is, like do not wish away this time of solitude because in this solidarity is where your growth is going to happen. And this is where like change is going to happen and you you've got yourself and that's it. And that is like where the growth happens and hopefully preparing yourself to be a complete person for when that partner does come along that you're, you know, looking for. So, um, I just think, yeah, it's easy to, be like, Oh my God, like, I just want to find someone. I just want to find someone and, um, or reminiscing about this old person or whatever it is. But this like time of solitude, I think is really important. So don't wish it away. Well, all I know is that as sad as you are right now, in a couple weeks time, <laughs> you're about to be living your best life. So I feel like you need to like look forward to that. Yes. It's, I think this is coming at a good time. I think travel really, um, makes you grow as a person as well and challenges you and gets you out of your comfort zone. So I think it's coming at a good time, but also, you know what, like, okay, my two personality traits recently are talking about Europe and talking about getting off birth control. I'm like, it maybe, maybe these emotions are coming off birth control too. I don't know, but it's like, whoa, I'm like, maybe that has something to do with it. Because I, I like know, I literally can't stop crying. To, like be emotional <laughs> and not blame it on birth control. True. At okay. least. Yeah. I mean, if it is, it is, but I don't think we have to make excuses for our emotions. I certainly cry so much. And you know what? I'm not like even embarrassed about it. And I'm not going to apologize for it anymore. It's just who I am. <laughs> we just need to somehow let it out. Um, okay. Well, now that Rayan has cried on the podcast, let's get into our obsessed with this week to like get my mind off this. Okay. <laughs> what are you obsessing okay, over, Christina? Because this is something I have not stopped thinking about and I really need your advice and I just want everyone's collective advice on this, okay? I don't know if this would make me sound fucked up to say this, but recently I hung out with someone and they came into the room and this is like someone who's like super beautiful, someone who I'm really, really close to, who I love, like this person who like has so much going for them, has great style, great taste, but they look terrible, Wait, and I'm going to tell you exactly mean? what it was. Dude, their makeup looks so bad. What was it? <laughs> I, know, I know it was their foundation was like, I think like three shades too light for them. I'm not even kidding huh. you when I say 
it looked like they were dug up out of a grave. Okay. I was like, what happened? You look like a zombie. And I'm holding this all in and I'm not saying anything about it. Cause I'm like, dude, that's like fucked up. Why are you even thinking these things? But I was like, no, like you should say something because like, so this person just wore foundation and didn't wear like any like blush or like bronze or whatever, which is fine. You don't even need to do that. But honestly, I think if she just didn't wear any makeup, she would have looked amazing, but she was wearing this makeup that looked really, really bad on her. And I didn't say anything about it because I was like, it wasn't like she was like, how do I look? But that yeah. question was never asked. Do you know what I mean? And I've been obsessing about this because I feel like if it were me, I would want someone to be like, hey, like, I just want to let you know, like, something's not where, like, I don't know. I don't even know how to voice it. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like something should have been said. And I just have been obsessing over it because I'm like, am I just like a really fucked up person thinking this? But like, I'm thinking about it so much because I want this person to look so freaking amazing. And I want like their like aura and like their glow to shine everywhere. And it just was not happening. And it was because of bad makeup. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it and kinda, I can't stop thinking about it. Like, what do you do in this situation? I feel like it kind like, of your friend or family can't tell you that you're not looking good. Like because of something that's like in your control, like do you keep that in or not? I mean, I think it depends on like the nature of the friendship a little bit. Like how close are you to this person to be like, but even still, like even when it's like one someone who I'm, like you're super close with telling someone they have like something in their teeth or whatever, it's like, you don't want to embarrass them. That's where it's coming from. You don't want to make them feel embarrassed. So you don't say anything. So I think, right. but, oh, maybe if it happens again, maybe just be like, Hey, you know what? I, I think maybe like you've gone some color this summer and you're like, your foundation looks a little bit, I don't even know. Oh my God. I don't even know. I know. And I was like, okay, don't be your mom who like introduce and being like, and it's like, oh, that's my outfit's not flattering on you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like not trying to be that person, but at the same time, if this were me, I'd want someone to be like, yo girl, you need to get a new foundation. This looks like ooh, five shades too light for you. That's what I would want someone to say to me. I'd be like, oh my God, really? Thank you. I had no idea. Like when Steve tells me like, Christina, like your bronzer is not blended in and you have like a huge streak on your face. I'm like, thank you. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Oh, anyways. Sorry guys. This is like a weird obsessed with, but honestly, I haven't stopped thinking about it. And please let me know your thoughts. Like if you are that person, would you want something said to you or not? I think I would. And, but I would be embarrassed in the moment a little bit, but then I would be like thankful in the long run, embarrassed yeah, right? in the short run, thankful in the long run. Yeah. I think so too. Um, I think so too. Anyways, that's what I'm obsessed with. What have you been obsessed with, Ray? Well, I set my alarm this morning for 6.45, which is early for me. I don't wake up early. You missed it. I was going to ask you what you bought. <sighs> oh my God, Christina. I didn't even know about it. I didn't even know about the time. Wait, I'm so Okay, annoyed. everyone. So one of Christina and I both, like, we are obsessed with this brand, Meow. And they Wait, partnered. I'm so pissed. Honestly, check and see. There were Sizes were not selling that fast this morning. The, anyway, Meow launched a collection with the icon, the one, the goddess Paloma. And mm -hmm. this collection is also like the launch of their extended sizing. So Meow originally carried um, extra small to extra large. And I've bought a few things from the extra large, but here's the thing. I never wear them because they're just too small, but I'm like trying to force mm -hmm. it. So I bought like four pieces um, I'll probably only keep two, but I wanted to see what I like best all in a size one X. So fingers crossed. Um, 
but the collection looks fucking cool and the models look stunning. They have all sorts of models. Like it was just so cool to see a brand like this launch do. I feel like they're doing such a great job with this launch of extended sizing. And I'm so fucking excited. I cannot believe I missed it. I have to go shop afterwards. We, I'm so excited. Are our sizes still in stock? Sorry, I'm like looking at all their pieces and I haven't even like been able to check, click on one yet because I'm just getting too like trigger. Okay, look, I'm looking right now. There's still sizes. Everyone, there's still sizes. It looks nope. like a lot of... Th- one X sold out on this dress that I want. Oh, shit. A lot of the three X's are sold out. But yeah, that's what I... That's what I've been obsessing over. I've been waiting for this launch. So freaking excited. For so long. Yeah, so I got up very Wait, early. What pieces dropped. did you get? Um, I got this pinstripe blue set, um, cargo pants with a corset matching set. What? And then I, I don't even see that. And then I got, um, this cutout tee that's like in this really beautiful, like, um, I don't even know how to describe the print. It's like kind of like Parisian crown molding, kind of like romantic print, this cutout tee. And then I got this other set that was like a kind of midi skirt with one of their mesh tees that I, I have one of the mesh tees and I love it. Um, again, that's a lot of, that was a lot thinking that I'll probably keep like two or three pieces. Um, so yes, that's what I got. Oh my gosh. I feel like I missed out on a lot of good things things okay i'm gonna have to shop later on um wait how exciting so exciting and i just thought the imagery of the campaign looked so cool because so So many plus size like women curvy women like we're used to seeing like you know the towards like we joke about like and i hope toward turns it around but like (laughs) they like the cold shoulders and the like it's just like blah like it's just like bland and like this launch the imagery the creative direction the styling it was fucking cool And they like styled these girls the exact same that they were styling the straight size models. And it was just so fucking cool. And I think they did such an amazing job. So they can have my money. I kind of was hoping they would maybe be like, Rand and Christina, we need to like send you this and like, you should be part of the, you know, campaign, but they didn't. So I spent all my own money. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm I'm sure that email got lost somehow. Um, Yeah. They're going to spend all the money anyways. Wait, guys. You have, I, we're going to link this in the show notes, but um, one of my favorite plus size creators, Ms. Christine, she creates such fire content on both like Instagram and TikTok. And she has like a series that I literally pee myself laughing. It's like shopping as a plus size person in store. And it's so freaking funny and so sadly accurate. Wait, you know I, you know I'm talking about? I have not seen these videos. I always see her videos where she's like, at, she's doing her stuff at home. So I got to go check these out. Oh my gosh. I'm sending it to you right after this. It is going to make your night. It is so freaking funny. Oh my like, God. I literally laugh out loud. Yes. Okay, we'll have me. to, we'll have to link that. Okay. I'm going to tell you my product that I'm obsessed with. Mm-hmm. I've had it for years. It's the Kuyana leather I actually like love so many other products I have so many of them but it's the Kuyana leather laptop case I love it it goes with me everywhere and the reason I'm talking about it now after having it for so many years is because I literally dropped my laptop from my car seat and I have an SUV and it fell oh, to the ground God. and I was so happy that I had this case because it just protected it so well and it comes in a lot of different colors it's chic you can also monogram it like mine has my name on it in gold embossed letters 
And it's just like one of those, like you just need a lot, a good laptop case. And I think yeah. this one is it. I love it. And you've had that for like three years now. More than that, maybe four. Really? Because yeah. I saw you when we used to go work together at the wing pre-pandemic, oh, yeah. you had it. And I was like, oh, I'm looking for a new laptop case. And I got it. And I still use mine almost every single day since 2020. Okay. So you love yours too. Yeah. It's yeah, amazing. It's so great. Yeah. And it comes in different sizes too. So depending on like how big your laptop is, they also have iPad ones, but I just think it's really fantastic. And like, I also, if you're traveling or commuting to work or whatever, or even like at home, I just keep it in it sometimes. And I just think it's fantastic. Yes. Um, which my, my product is also a leather good. We are very in the oh, leather really? goods department. So as I've been, God, I'm literally annoyed with myself. All I do is talk about how I'm going to Europe. It's so fucking annoying. And it was funny because, um, I was, <laughs> this is a tangent. I was at my laser hair removal appointment today and the girl mm -hmm. was like, um, Oh, can we book you for four weeks out? This is to the customer next to me. And she was like, oh, I'm actually going to be in Europe for the month of June. <laughs> And I just started laughing because I'm like, oh my God, that's me. And it sounds so fucking snobby. I'm like, oh my God, I should be in Europe for the month of June. Anyway, I was just laughing because I was like, that's literally me. I can't stop talking about it. It's so annoying. But no, you shouldn't stop talking about it. It's so exciting. <laughs> like that's a huge thing that's happening in your life. It's okay to be excited I'm, about it. It's not annoying. Okay. Well, anyway, I was, um, I've been like wanting a new makeup bag. I have, I've had this makeup bag for years, just like that was gifted to me on a brand trip once. And it just was like, it held all my stuff. Like, I'm not really picky about that. I've just always used it. Whenever I travel, I would put like my brushes in there and they would get all dirt, like things would like mix or whatever. It was just like, and I was always digging deep in there. So I did quite a bit of research. Um, through the old Google trying to look for a good makeup bag for just when I'm here, but also when I'm traveling, cause I'm not going to like switch it up. You know what I mean? And I found the base makeup bag and I ordered it. It's also like sold out. I don't know how I got this like last one from Nordstrom, but I'll link it. And I hope that they restock soon, but it's like square and zips open. So a lot of, you can like see all of your products in there. You're not like fucking digging through a makeup bag and they have a separate compartment for all your brushes and like a nice compact mirror in there. That's like bigger. And I'm just like really digging it so far. And I'm excited to take it with me on my travels. Um, but I've had it for like four or five years. You've had that for four or five years? I'm literally staring at it in my suitcase right now. I have like a bright <laughs> pink one that was gifted to me forever ago. Oh and I God. freaking love it. The only thing I'll say about it is that I feel like it gets so heavy. And like, uh, to the and I think it's kind of like a heavier bag in general. I don't yeah. know if you feel like that. Maybe just the construct. And I feel like it's a really solid construction. So it's just like, it's like heavier than like a pouch. Do you know what I mean? So I always have to put it in my carry-on because otherwise it's like 20 pounds. Yeah. But I would all put it in my carry-on anyway, because I always yeah. put stuff I don't want to lose in my carry-on and the makeup totally. bag is one of them. Yes. 100%. So as long as you have that in mind, you're fine, but I love it. The mirror has not broke. Wait, that's so funny. <laughs> we yeah, both I have the it. products we won't talk about. Oh yeah, I know. That's so funny. No, but that's like a solid, solid product. Both of them are solid, especially for traveling too. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, I've had it for like four or five years. I use it like, and I actually just use it in LA all the time. It's like yeah. you know, when you're shooting and stuff and you want to like bring makeup with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you are backing my purchase. So don't get me wrong. You made a good decision. You made a good decision. Thank you. Um, well, today's episode, everybody, is going to be just an extended ask away with Ray and Kay. 
um, we had you send in your questions and we are just going to give you our solicited advice and share our wisdom. (laughs) So should we just get into it, Christina? Yeah, let's do it. You want to read the first one? I'll read the first one. Okay. I've got one for you. As a fluffy girl, I catch myself more times than not prejudging a woman who I feel is prettier than me or better than me simply because of the insecurities of myself. How do you go about approaching these women to be friends if that were the case or not having those judgments or at least not allowing those judgments to get in the way of putting yourself out there? I do better with this as I get older, but have more experiences and care less, but I would love to hear what you, you guys talk about it and what your opinions are on this, because I know there are other women who go through the exact same thing. And I really believe women should lift other women up, not tear them down. And that is just a hard one to get past when your own insecurities are in the way. Um, this is so crazy. I was just talking to another friend about this. Um, I want to say, I feel like sometimes I do the same thing and I'm kind of like, what the fuck? I think it's like, I have caught myself judging someone, women based on like, if they're like super thin and like super gorgeous, I have preconceived notions about them. And I sometimes I'm like, hold on, what the fuck? Like, why am I cutting off this person that I know absolutely nothing about? And I'm judging them based solely on their appearance. I think that's a human thing. And like how we grew up and like our conditioning, especially if you grew up like in a curvier body, I think that what you're doing, recognizing it is exactly what you need to be doing um, and checking yourself. And hopefully with time that will start to shift. Um, But I don't know, Christina, I feel like, what do you, what do you think? I'm trying to think if I do this or not, to be honest with you. I definitely think I have in the past, but to be honest with you, like, I love the idea of walking in with like a group of friends that are fucking hot as hell and feeling confident. And like, to yes. me, that like empowers me. So I don't think like I would see someone be like, oh my gosh, like they're pretty and they're thinner. Like, are they prettier than me? I don't want to be their friend. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that necessarily comes it, that's like an instinct for me or like a, a, a quick thought. Definitely. I think that sometimes I guess I've like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't really feel like that way to be honest with you, but I do think that it's easy to feel like, I think what, where it comes from is thinking that if you feel threatened by someone or a little bit insecure, you in return think that they think they're better than you. Right. And I think that's where that thought comes from. And I think that like, if you, have a high self-esteem, then you don't care about that. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's just like working on like your self-esteem and self-love because like, even if that person is judging you or you think that they don't think you're good enough for them, like, you know, you are like, you, you know, like no one is like bigger or better than you. So like, I feel like that will take those thoughts away. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I think though, I think too, like, um, what, what she's saying, she's doing exactly the right thing. I think a lot of times when we see someone and we feel like triggered or threatened, we put it on them. And that's why we want to like almost villainize them in our head. But instead it's like, oftentimes when you feel triggered or like, Ooh, gosh, like whatever. It's oftentimes you need to look in yourself. So I think like recognizing that like, okay, it's my insecurities that are feeding these thoughts. And, um, I think what you said, Christina is like, as the more that you build confidence in yourself and, uh, and in your self-worth, the less you will have these thoughts about 
other women. And I think too, it just takes practice. Like just, it takes practice, like getting to know someone intentionally who maybe you were like, Oh, we wouldn't click or she's this, or she's that based solely off of who you think she is in your head because of probably like examples we've seen in like in the world around us. But I think as you give people the chance to prove you wrong, that's going to become such a, a, like in the back of your mind and not such a prevalent thing. 100%. And if you think about it, we've been conditioned to judge people on so many different things, like on the way, on people's weight, people's body size, on people's like appearance, on the way they dress, on the money they have. Yep. Oh, like that person carries a nice bag. Oh, they're rich. They're spoiled. They like have like a parent who gave them everything. Like these are all thoughts that like automatically come to our minds. We're like, yeah, it, it's definitely, it, it's definitely the way we've just been conditioned. But again, just working on yourself, like you said, right, I think we'll end up changing all that. But yeah. it's like a slow, long road. It's a slow, long road. And one thing that I always try and repeat, I try and approach every situation and every person with openness, curiosity, and kindness. And Mm -hmm. I think if you have those three things, as you're like getting to know people or going into different situations, you're really setting yourself up for success. Definitely. I love that. All right. Do you want to read the next one? Yeah. Okay. So my boyfriend and I have been together for four years. We are 26 and 27. We own a house together and have lived there for a little over a year, share a joint bank account, but still have our own separate accounts. We constantly get asked by our friends and family, when are we going to get married? We've had this conversation about marriage many times and both say it's something we want plus kids someday. He said it's important for him to, it's important to him for us to live together before we get married. But now it's like, okay, it's been a year. Where's my ring? I feel like he has a good idea of what our life would be like together. I'm working full-time and going to school full-time for my doctorate with for, with three years left. So I have no desire to actually plan a wedding or pay for it right now, but I can't shake the feeling of why hasn't he proposed yet? When does it start to be a red flag? How to deal with the pressure of outsiders who seem to look down on me? Mm. Also, side note, I feel like I'm really out of breath. Do you hear that? <laughs> I do no. think my mom has just been feeding me too much while I'm here. <laughs> and I'm like... Well, both of us kind of struggled to read our questions. I felt like I was like (laughs) in school when there was like calling on you to read and you start panicking. You're like, oh God, don't make a mistake. Don't mess this up. That's how I I felt. Totally. But I didn't notice your heavy breathing, but now I'm going to pay it to extra close attention. Fuck. Now I'm really But now I feel like I need to take a deep breath. (laughs) Everyone together, everyone who's listening, I think we all need to take a collective deep breath right now. Ready? And in. Okay. That felt better. That felt better. Okay. Ooh, there's a lot to this question. There's a lot to this question. I think, I think, okay, I want to post this TikTok actually in the Facebook group because I follow this girl on TikTok who gives relationship advice and she has a lot of interesting takes that I actually want to um, weigh in on. And so I'm actually writing myself a note so I don't forget. But she basically was like, women now are like, And this is, I'm not saying I believe this, but we're moving in with men. We're having kids with men. We are doing all of these things like as like a white technically partnered would do if you wife, whatever you want to say. And, um, but without the commitment. And so she was just like raising that question. Like, why do we keep doing these things? But then it's like, okay, well, what if like marriage isn't your end goal or, you know, this is like 2022, like partnerships look different now. Like, are we going back to the same, like 
I like mindset of like, this is the steps you do like to, if you want to follow this path. Um, but it does sound like a lot of the insecurities in this situation are coming from outside voices because you, she said she doesn't even think she wants to plan a wedding or pay for it right now. So it sounds like there might be some insecurities within the relationship that might be being fueled by some outside voices. Um, because I think if you didn't want to plan a wedding and you were kind of like good with where you're at, you, where's this like insecurity coming from is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. I could see it a couple different ways. I think that you can still get engaged and have your partner ask you to marry them and still take years to plan a wedding because you're not ready for that financially or mentally or whatever. I do think that men sometimes get really comfortable. And I think that if you've been all along saying like, I'm not in a rush to get married. Like I don't want to get married until like after I get my doctorate degree, that's three years from now. Like, where's the urgency for him? Like there's not, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And not that like, he probably just feels comfortable and thinks you're happy too. So I feel like that if this is something you actually want, not because of outside voices, but it, but if you're like, you know what? Like, I would like to know that like, after these next three years, we are going to be together. And like, this is like a full commitment. Then you need to have that conversation with him. Right. I think he needs to know that you're ready to be proposed to because for him, he might just feel like, oh yeah, I'll like do it when she's done with school. But if you want that now, then like, you need to tell him you want that now. You know what I mean? Not that like just pressuring him, just, I think it's okay to have that conversation be like, Hey, like I love where things are. Like, obviously we are like super committed to each other, but like, I just want you to know, like, like I would love to get like engaged somewhat soon. Like, I want to know where your head's at. Like, is that something you still want? Like, I feel like check-ins with your partners are really important. And I don't think you should be embarrassed to do that. Wise, wise advice. I think that's very good advice. Um, Also, you can like sound, if you're only feeling this way because of outside voices, and like, don't worry about what other people think. You can't like live your life based on someone else's timeline. Right. And I think you have to think about what do you want? Why is it that you want to be engaged? Like come up with those reasons as to why you want to be engaged, especially if you don't want to be married anytime like soon, if it's three, four years down the road, whatever, so that you know exactly why. And that then you can like tell your partner, obviously it's not always sexy to have these like really open, like communicative conversations. Cause it's like, Oh, I just want him to propose, whatever. But like sometimes guys are very simple minded. Men are very simple minded. And he might be thinking, wow, we're just having the best time living together. Yeah. I'm going to just propose, you know, how amazing will it be when I propose after she gets her doctorate? It'll just be like, like, you don't know, like he could just be in, you just are on different pages and you don't even know. So have the conversation. Exactly. Um, even though it's not always sexy, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Next one. Christina, do you think exes can be friends? The guy I'm dating is still friends with his ex and she's dumped him twice. Generally, blanket statement. Yes, I do think exes oh, oh. can be friends with their friends. I think it's like, it really just depends on the people and the situation. If Steve was like hanging out with one of his exes, like on the weekends or whatever. I'd be like, what? Like, no, I don't want that. Do you know what I mean? But I think this kind of goes back to like the whole thing of like, can men and women be friends? 
Well, my I know we differ on this. No, my stance has changed on this topic a little bit as mm-hmm. I've made some male friends recently. My stance has changed, but I mean, not yeah, it has. But I think that, like, I think I personally don't think exes. I think you can be friendly with an ex. I don't think you can be friends. I think mm-hmm. that especially if it's like there's so many feelings and like even if you ended good, bad, whatever. I just think there's so much history there. And like, if they're intentionally trying to hang out with them and like do things, mm, no, 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 no. If they have a mutual group of friends and they see each other at a party and they're like cordial, cool. I actually think that's like attractive. You don't want to have someone who's like holds up all this animosity talking and talking bad about someone. Yeah. So I think, but if he's like, they're hanging out, they're making, no, mm move along because especially if she dumped him, I think he still would want her hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that's actually a really important difference between friendly and friends. Yeah. Very, very, very big difference. Very big. I would say like the only thing that like will sometimes change is like if this person is like their ex from high school and they're now like 30 years old and it's like one of those types of relationships then like, yeah, like they can be friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. If you dated yeah. when you were like 15, that's a different story. Yeah. Or like if you dated like even in college and like decades have gone by and multiple relationships and like you guys are just on a complete different wavelengths and like in other relationships. I think that's like another big thing. Like does his ex have a partner? Do you know what I mean? Cause if like his ex is like single, like I feel like that complicates things even more. So I guess maybe there are some red flags there. Just beware. I think there's some red flags. Hmm. All right, Ray. What are some daily tasks you do to build self-love? Okay. I think these are things that I do every single day that have really built the foundation of self-love for me. Movement. That can be walking, lifting, going to Pilates, whatever it is. Movement is so important, even 30 minutes a day. Um, this is going to be the most cliche thing I've ever said. Practicing gratitude. Uh, This past week, as I've been a mess, being very intentional and sitting down and write, I have the five minute journal, which you've probably seen all over TikTok and those that girl videos, blah, blah, blah. But putting pen to paper and actually taking time aside and saying, I am grateful for X, Y, and Z is huge because we just let it pass by. And I think that has really helped me just appreciate myself on where I'm at. Um, So those are two things that I do every single day that have really helped build my self-love. What about you? Um, Definitely agree with the movement and also gratitude. Um, I think for me, it's just, and I guess this is like kind of gratitude, but in a different way, checking in with the people in my life that I have. I feel like relationships are so important to me. And like those little touch bases, like make me so thankful for all the people that I have in my life. Um, and I think like uh, that, that those moments of gratitude, whether it's like just being like, Hey mom, how's the weather in New Jersey? Or like having a laugh with one of my best friends or like, like talking to someone who I haven't spoken to in a long time. Those like daily conversations make me so happy. And the way I practice self-love movement is like huge for me. And honestly, honestly, just like nourishing, like my body, like whenever I put like, whenever I make like an amazing meal, like taking the time to do that and then like feeling 
great afterwards and enjoying it. Like that is like a self-love moment for me. Mm. I'm starting to get more into that. Doesn't it feel good to cook a meal? Oh my God. It feels so much better to cook a meal and have this amazing than just like deliver it on Postmates, you know, a hundred percent. Also um, like cooking for me, is just like relaxes me so much. Yeah. It's time for you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Taking time for you. I think that's really important. I think the last thing I'll also say is um, who you are surrounding yourself with is huge. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, your mom always said growing up, you are like the whatever three or four people you surround yourself with. I think being very intentional of who your close relationships are with and if they are also practicing trying to be their best self and positive talk about themselves and setting goals and doing all of the above, that is also very, very important Um, because I think you can be doing a lot of work yourself. And then if you're around someone who's negative and tearing themselves down and not in the right headspace, that does have a very profound impact on your self-love journey. So that was my final thing to add. 1000%. Ooh, okay. This next one, I actually, someone asked me in my Q and A and I wanted to get your advice on too, because I don't think I did a very good job at this. Um, Okay. My best friend is due in June. How can I support her? My husband and I don't have kids. Okay. Um, Gosh, I feel like everyone's having babies again. Don't you feel like that? I feel like everyone's having babies. Everyone. Me too. It's weird. Everyone. It's weird. weird. I'm like, wait, am I supposed to have another baby? Um, Honestly, I think just checking in and expecting nothing in return is so huge. I feel like a lot of times when you have a newborn, you're so busy and like, you can't necessarily like hop on those phone calls or like go get that coffee or go out to dinner with like your friend. But just knowing that someone is constantly checking in on you and like is caring about you and like the baby means so much. I think another thing is just like genuinely wanting to like immerse yourself in like the baby's life as much as possible. Like as a mom, that feels so great to know, like your friends, like really care about your kid. Like that's just like care about the most important part of your life. Yeah. You don't need to like buy a bunch of gifts. You don't need to like send things. You don't need to like bring food over. Maybe, maybe they'd appreciate that. But I think just like showing that you care, like by being there and having, taking the time to make those phone calls and text messages will mean so much. I love all those things. Um, but what are some things too people can do? Like, okay, let's say she just had the baby, like tangible things of like, okay, did, do you want us to bring you food? Do you not want people to come over? Do you like, cause I'm kind of like, Oh, I like one of my good friends, you know, Celeste, she just had a baby mm-hmm. and I'm like texting her. And I'm like sending her this text and I'm like, Oh, I hope I'm not like a, making her feel like obligated to reply when she's like probably knee deep in diapers, blah, blah, blah. But I'm also like, well, fuck it. I want her to know that I, I care. But then I'm like, do I need to bring her food? Like did not people not want to come over? Like it's when you don't have kids, it's kind of like, what do you, I don't know. I think it really just depends on the person. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like for me, like I, I had my parents there helping. So I didn't want anyone to bring me food. Like I had plenty of food. I think a lot of people like you don't realize when you have a baby and especially if it's just like raising the baby by themselves with like no family help at all, you do not have like time for yourself at all. So if you are going to go over to see your friend, be like, Hey, like, I don't want to like make you feel stressed, but like if you and the baby are free at all, I would love to come and see you and bring some lunch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause the last thing you want is to like bring, invite yourself over to see the baby, which I'm sure they want to introduce you to the baby, but then, then for them to also feel like, oh my gosh, they have to host you. Right. 
that's where it like becomes, I think, stressful for new parents. Okay. So I think just saying like, Hey, like, I like no pressure at all. Like if you're not taking visitors right now, like no stress, like I totally get it. But if you have some free time, like I would absolutely love to come and see you and the baby and bring some coffee or some lunch. Like, let me know some days and times that can work for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. leaving it the ball in their court, but I feel like just honestly offering means so much. Yeah. Okay. Good. Very good advice. I also think too, like when you go over there, like if she needs to, like your friend needs to like take a shower or whatever, maybe the baby's sleeping, then while she, like let her take a shower and like keep an eye on the baby or like do the dishes that are in the sink or try like those things I, I'm sure would be a big help. Um, 100%. That's, I think that's really good advice too. And also like maybe like this doesn't work as much for newborns, but like if you're in the same city as your friend and be like, Hey, like, do you, your baby goes to sleep at like six or seven o'clock. Hey, like, do you and your partner need a night out? Cause like, I'll come watch Bravo on your couch so you guys can have like a date night doing like little things like that, like is so nice and like so helpful. And like, is not something that your friend would normally ask of you, but would love for you to volunteer. Right. Like little things like that. Yeah. Dang. Well, just being there, honestly, 100%. and just being as like vocal and as present as possible. Yes. Okay. Ray, do you have any tips on what to say if, and when a doctor fat shames you? I actually, this, the weirdest thing happened to me at Kaiser. I have Kaiser and the weirdest thing happened to me at Kaiser the other day. I went in for when I had mastitis in my boob, you know, I was like fucking dying. I felt like I was like hallucinating. You've had a rough couple of weeks, actually. Oh, God. You really have. I don't know what's, I think the, I mean, I could do a whole episode on what I think the universe is trying to tell me right now, but that's, we'll save it for another day. Um, but I, they weigh you at the doctor or whatever. And he goes, um, you know, just based on your weight, I I'm obligated to tell you, offer you, um, that Kaiser does have weight loss classes. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like he looking really? behind me. I'm like looking behind me. I'm like, is he talking to me? He's talking. I'm like, what? I was like, and I was just like, no, I'm not interested in that. Uh, like I just didn't even shut it. I just shut it down. But like, I, I personally have never been in a situation where I come to a doctor and cause I know a lot of people have like, maybe they're struggling with someone, something and the doctor just says, you need to lose weight. You need to lose weight. Yeah. Right. I've never been in that situation. So honestly, this one was really tough for me to give some advice. Ugh, I, I mean, I guess I, I, I don't know. Me, I feel the same as you. I've never been in that exact situation, but I think but I have been told by doctors, oh, you should probably lose a little bit of weight. But if there is something like serious going on or you're concerned and if a doctor is telling you like, oh, you're not healthy because of your weight, I would be like, I'd be like, well, I just want to like be, I want you to be as like transparent with me as possible. Like, what is it about me that you don't think is healthy besides like my weight? Like, can we do test all my vitals or like, do I have like all my nutrients, my vitamins, like my blood work? And like, have them explain specifically what is going on with you. Like, I feel like you almost have to like do that extra work because that's freaking annoying mm -hmm. when a lot of doctors just automatically blame your weight for something without necessarily checking anything else. So if there is something that you think that's seriously wrong, or just like in general, you want to be healthier. So you're going to the doctor for a checkup, be like, Hey, like before you just assume that something might be wrong because of my weight, can we actually like run all these tests? Because I am trying to be a healthier person, but I don't know if I necessarily like need to lose weight to do that. 
Yeah. And also I think that sometimes maybe we are really sensitive and I can imagine though, how, like, if there is something you're struck, like, I just thought about like when I was so sick with this infection, if the, like, and you're just trying to get to the bottom of it and you want help and you're so frustrated and you just hear it like, wait, wait, wait. And the doctor kind of has tunnel vision. I can't even imagine how frustrating that is and demeaning. At that point you need to find a doctor. Yeah. I think honestly, tip one is like trying to find a doctor who's more accepting of, of, uh, I mean, what I call it, what would, what do you call it? A body, not a body positive doctor. Uh, I don't even know. I need to look this up anyway, finding a doctor who's upset, who's like a health that kind of every size, I guess would maybe be the correct term. Okay. Last, I think we've, I'm trying to find someone real quick. Oh, I'm going to post this in the notes too. I think her name is Shantae Burkett. Um, we're both actually collaborators on this LME campaign. And she has recently shared her story with Elamine in this series of videos about how she had to advocate for her health and how her doctors were pretty much saying like, there's, you just need to lose weight. You just need to lose weight. And turns out she had like a, a huge tumor. Wow. Yeah. And anyway, she gives some really solid advice. So I'm, I'm okay. sharing this with you now too, so we can remember to link it because I think it was really, really important. Okay. Amazing. Amazing resource. Um, all right. I think we have time for one more. Um, which tips, <laughs> tips on leaving a long-term eight year relationship. Um, I mean, number one, I feel like I know how hard this is because I was in an eight year relationship, um, and had, I, I, it ended. Um, I would say number one, there's never going to be a right time. There's never going to be a right time and it's going to be probably the hardest thing you do to -hmm. get through that. Um, but immediately you need to take care of your business. Cause I'm sure a lot of things are like intertwined, but you need to go no contact as soon as possible after you figure out the deposits on the apartments and the cars and blah, blah, blah. Cause I'm sure your life is very intertwined. You need to go no contact, mute them on social media, unfollow them, do not text them, go no contact. It is like, I was talking to a friend about this. It's like a drug. It is like, you just like, Oh, if I, if I say this, you know, let me just text them. Let me just look at their social media. It's like that hit of that. Like, and it is a fucking drug. Dependency on it. 100%. Yes. And it is addicting. So as soon as possible, stop that. Uh, also, I think one thing that I did during this time, and also my sister's going through a very similar thing. Um, and, is working with a therapist, which I wish I had a therapist back then when I was going through this. Um, she had her write a letter to this person, this partner, and just putting all of their feelings out there. Mm-hmm. You're not going to send it to them. You're not going to give it to them, but it's very, very therapeutic for yourself to work through a lot of emotions that you're feeling about yourself and towards this person. Um, and then really, really spend time, invest in your friendships, invest in your family, start a new hobby, stay busy, like be sad, be sad, but like go out and be busy. And um, I, I can't stress investing in other relationships enough for me personally, I was not even interested in dating at all for like a year after, but there came to a point where I was like, kind of had to force myself to go on that date because I truly think that like, you're always going to continue to think about this person until you make new memories with somebody else. And 
I think that, I mean, this is the more sophisticated way of the best way to get over someone is to get under someone, but you have to create like completely outside of sex, but like you have to start creating memories with the new people and a new partner or new partners and like to replace those memories. Otherwise your mind is just always going to go to that ex partner and give yourself grace because I mean, I'm two years out and I'm still in like a slump right now. Like it's, it's going to ebb and flow and like things are still going to remind you of them and that's okay. Give yourself grace in that area. But I think you just gotta, just gotta do it because time is going to fly by and you'll still be in that relationship. And if you know, it's not right in your heart, you're going to, it'll be another eight years before you know it. I mean, I pretty much agree with every single thing you said. (laughs) Yeah. I mean like all of that. Yes. 100% every single thing. Yeah. I think when you're talking about making new memories, it doesn't necessarily have to be with another partner. It would just be like investing in like all the current friendships and you have in your life, all the current family, all the relationships that you have and like just diving into them as much as possible. I feel like keeping yourself as like busy and as occupied mm-hmm. is like super important um, because otherwise you just give yourself so much time to like go back to that relationship, to start on, to start following them again on social media, start creating like those Finsta accounts to see what they're up to. And like those thoughts keep creeping back in. And if you know in your heart of heart that you're making the right decision, then you just don't want to make time for that. Yes. And I think too, after a breakup of a very significant relationship, be selfish, be unapologetically Mm -hmm. selfish and dive into everything that you are interested in, that you want to do. Go like do a deep dive on like bettering yourself on self-help better, like those things too. like learn as much about yourself as possible and just be selfish and do what you want to do and really embrace this time coming out of a relationship because so much of a relationship is compromised, which is so beautiful, but take advantage of that time and fall in love with yourself. Um, but the best and most important relationship you'll ever have is with yourself. Absolutely. All right. I love that advice. Amazing. Um, okay. Well, we're not going to do an ask away because we did this whole episode of an ask away. (laughs) Uh, so thank you all for listening. That's all we got for you today. Love you guys. Love you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.